0: You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high-vibe convos. Always dogma-free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce, but for now here's your host Vix. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. Today on the show we have something a little bit different but very exciting. Uh, we have Momoko on the show. Momoko is passionate about gentle vegan activism. She is a co-host of the vegan podcast The Chickpeeps, which is an amazing podcast by the way. Um, she is founder of the Glow Vegan Community, a Facebook group where people are supported in their vegan transition with positivity, support. And zero judgment. Her roots are by the ocean in Cornwall and helping people to connect with ocean energy as well as engaging in ocean conservation activism are highly important to her. She runs a business called Omomoko, which revolves around the sacred art of crystal energy and healing. Welcome to the show!
1: Yay! Thank you so much. It's so funny to be on the other side of a podcast of being. The one that's a guest rather than the host but it's really nice and I couldn't be happier to be with here with you so thank you.
0: Oh yay I'm so glad that you I'm so glad that you're here. Um, We were just kind of talking before I hit record about how I'm feeling a little bit nervous today (laughs) because this is something that I have talked about a bit but I haven't really shared like my vegan story or why I went vegan or how it was for me so this is kind of like the first time that I'm Kind of sharing that story. So it's kind of really exciting, but I'm
1: also a little bit nervous. Mm. I'm excited to hear about your story with this as well and how you came to this conclusion for your lifestyle. Yeah, because no one knows my story. Yeah, I was always <laughs> wondering actually. I always see your pictures of all the amazing vegan food. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to hear about that.
0: Yeah, and I'm also really excited to talk more with you about your story and about your path because you're somebody that has been doing the vegan thing for longer than I have. And you're somebody that I had been following before I became vegan. Um, and so you were kind of responsible in a way <laughs> like, <laughs> for inspiring my, um, shifts. Um, so yeah, so it's really exciting. Do you want to just share with us
1: um, a little bit about your vegan story and like? Yeah. yeah, so I was very lucky to be brought up vegetarian and I've always loved animals. I had my vegan realization about three or four years ago. Um, First of all, I started to realize that I wanted to be vegan before I even thought of veganism, to be honest, Mm. because I was reacting to dairy. I was reacting to eggs. Um, All these things I was eating as a vegetarian that were animal byproducts were making me feel quite ill. My skin was quite bad. And in every health food book that I read, it said, if you want to have clearer skin, you might want to start having less dairy, less eggs and things like this. But I was addicted to cheese. I absolutely loved it. (laughs) And I hadn't really thought, oh, you know, dairy comes from a cow. I just thought I love cheese. I want it on pizza breads. I want my chocolate milk. I used to eat all of that kind of stuff a lot. Um, As soon as I started to ease off it a bit for the health reasons, and I noticed my skin getting clearer, my breathing was better, my asthma completely went as soon as I stopped eating all dairy and just so many different health ben- benefits started to emerge and come through. And I was kind of getting a little bit bored of the thought of eating these things from animals. At this point as well, there, were, there was less information around. Um, at the moment, there's so much information about veganism, isn't there, we're on every social media platform. Yeah, it's amazing. So much education, so many vegan options, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. vegan chocolate everywhere. It's amazing. I know, I...
0: I just, sorry, this, I just have to stop you because this is so exciting. I just found out today that vegan Magnum ice cream is launching in the UK. Oh my
1: God, I know. It's yeah, so I like,
0: what? Oh my God. There's nothing, like there's nothing to miss now.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. And we're in such a wave of momentum with veganism now. But back then that wasn't quite as apparent. So it was more of like a solo journey. I <laughs> didn't really know yeah. many other vegans. But my real realisation came up was really random, actually. I was sitting on a plane to vegas <laughs> so weird so not my kind of place either and my friend was going vegan that i was sitting on um, the plane with and you know those trays that you get um with the little thing of butter the little packet mm-hmm. in this little rectangle and i was just about to go spread it on my roll <laughs> and then my I, I noticed my friend wasn't eating hers i said oh how come you're not eating it forgetting that she was going vegan and she said i just don't know where it's come from And I don't know what kind of life that animal had. And all of a sudden, and I've spoken about this on the podcast as well, I always find it really surreal. I had this weird flashback almost through the life of this butter, where it came from, the cow it came from, what happened to its calf. And I was just thinking, I I can never eat butter again. It was that sudden, that quick. And it changed everything. It just was this knock on effect from there that made me realize I didn't want to put anything in my body that had come from a source that I didn't understand I didn't know how it was treated and from there it just snowballed into not only me becoming vegan but then me wanting to help support other people going vegan so yeah that is the story (laughs) yeah
0: all because of a little piece of butter on the on the plane
1: yeah how about you though if you could share yours yeah well my story is
0: sort of um it's kind of longer and more (laughs) more complicated okay (laughs) um I didn't grow up vegetarian i grew up in a house where we just ate whatever like meat dairy you know all, all of it yeah. um i was about 13 when i decided that i wanted to stop eating red meat and i i had a kind of kind of a moment similar to what you what you were talking about we'd had a uh i think it was a roast lamb and i'd sat and i'd eaten it and whatever and you know, mom was like, can you clear away the table? So I took all the plates back into the kitchen and I just saw like the piece of lamb on the rack mm. and <laughs> there was just like, just this moment of like, this is, this is an animal. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I went over to it and I, like it's so, it's so weird, but I was like thirty, I was like 12, 13 when I did this. So you know, no judgment. <laughs> I, I went over to it and I picked it up with my hands and I smelt it. Like I put it right to my face and I Mm. breathed it in and I was like, I don't want to eat this. Like I don't want to eat meat anymore. But at that time, I mean I was still pretty young and I didn't have a family that was going to go for the whole, like I'm going to be a vegetarian thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I also didn't know how to be vegetarian. I didn't have like anybody in my life who was vegetarian. Um, and so I kind of just decided I'm not going to eat red meat cause I didn't make me feel good. Like I just didn't feel, I didn't like seeing meat bleeding on my plate. Like I'd never been, <laughs> I'd never been good with that anyway. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, so I decided I told my family that I didn't want to eat red meat anymore. So that was kind of the first part of the journey. Wow. And then kind of like on and off through, through the years, I kind of like cut out different things like there was a time when i only ate chicken and fish um and then there was a time when i did eat pork and then i stopped eating pork and then i ate pork again so it was kind (laughs) of like this whole this whole weird journey of like i I don't want to eat that at the moment like that doesn't feel like something that i want to eat i'm not like i don't feel any desire to eat like certain things Um, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it's a really long story. Um, and then about, it's probably about four or five years ago, I started to get really, uh, curious about where my food was coming from. So I started to, um, look for like free range options and organic meat and all of that kind of stuff. Like I was getting really into, where is this from like what farm is this from and that was kind of like the start of the journey for me and so I did that for probably a year two years um, then I went pescatarian for a year and so I only ate fish It's like a really long slow long, slow process for me um, <laughs> so I went pesky for a year and then I was vegetarian for a year but I was still eating eggs and, um, and dairy although I hadn't really I've never really loved milk that much mm. so I've kind of had a, like I sort of weaned myself off milk over, over the years as well, um, but cheese was definitely still on the plate for a long time um, and Then at the start of this year, I went vegan so wow. it was a really long slow, <laughs> really long slow process, um, but what I found really interesting uh, in that journey is that, especially in that year that I was vegetarian during that year, there were so many times when i I had the thought of I should just go vegan, like really? what, yeah, like why am I still eating eggs, and why am I still eating cheese, and it started to feel like it was nearly in alignment, but it was like not quite in alignment, you know, and there were definitely moments that I had where I was wondering about where is this milk coming from, you know, where is this cheese coming from like what is what is the situation behind this, and I kind of got to the point where it's like, I couldn't just not think about it and eat it anyway anymore. So that was kind of, yeah, that was, that's my vegan story. It's very long and rambly.
1: Um, So did you have, when you finally decided to go vegan, did you have something that you watched or something that happened that just made you go like snap into it? Or did you just kind of do it without realizing almost?
0: I think, that year that I was vegetarian, um, I've been very blessed and very lucky that my partner has been on the same page and we've done all of this together. So we went oh. pesky together, we went veggie together. And in that year when we were vegetarian, like we did talk loads of times about like, about veganism and do we want to be vegan and how do we be vegan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we we found it so difficult even just going from being pescatarian to being vegetarian it was like what do we eat instead of fish <laughs> right. okay. um, and yeah like it was it was one of those things that's like it was kind of hard but once you realised what you could eat it was totally fine yeah you know? um so yeah so we talked about it quite a few times and then we were like oh maybe we should <laughs> yeah maybe we should do that and then it just got to the point where we we're like yeah it's the right thing for us to do so we
1: did it Good. and how have you felt since that then really good. (laughs) (laughs) good
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. I've noticed like a lot of, um, I have noticed like some differences in my health. Like Mm. I have felt like I have more energy, like I can walk up hills that used to puff me out before. And now I can walk up. I haven't done any extra exercise, (laughs) but Mm. now I can, I can walk for longer. Like I feel like I have more energy. Um, one thing that was really surprising was that, um, like my period cramps kind of went away.
1: Yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, I I still got them a bit, but they're nothing like they used to be. And that really, that was really interesting. I was like, Oh,
1: okay. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Just an added side effect there. Added bonus. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, um, one of the things that I, that really did surprise me on my journey was that I, I feel really happy. Mm. Like I feel happier. Which was, which was really weird because like, that wasn't part of the reason that I did it. Mm. Uh, there's just like this sense of like, happiness that I have about making that decision for myself.
1: I've noticed that in a, this in a lot of people who have gone vegan since I've known them, especially people in the Facebook group as well. They say that it's almost like an unspoken, unsaid magic that happens when you align your core fundamental beliefs and your actions it's like everything's flowing in this one direction forward and it just feels so good and it raises your vibration in every way I definitely felt that as well everything just felt much more consolidated and strong and almost integral as well to yourself and your own values at the time
0: yeah yeah I remember like somebody asking me like how how it was going for me and I I said like yeah I just I feel like a better person (laughs) yeah I was like I don't mean that I feel like I'm a I'm a better person than you or like that's not how I meant it but it's like I feel better than I did before about myself and about my my choices so yeah 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 it's interesting though that like people don't really list that as like reasons to go vegan like I'm really happy about
1: it we should all start doing that really yes environment yes health and happiness yes (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, I still have, I still have bad days, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's just this like, this just sense of, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it apart from just like, I just feel happy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the One thing, a huge thing actually that I noticed from a spiritual kind of energetic point of view when I went vegan is this whole world opened that I didn't even know existed before. And it was this extra level of compassion that I couldn't Ooh. even fathom reaching when I was still taking in products that had come from fear or, you know, exploitation or anything like that, it just opened up. It just felt like these doors were flung open and I had access to all these different sensations and feelings and vibrations and just a different sense of awareness came through. And I feel like for people who are on some kind of spiritual path, that comes up a lot for them as well. It heightens their own intuitive abilities and connection to themselves.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting what you said about compassion because I, f- I feel that so much. Like mm. not only do I feel like I'm making more compassionate choices for the planet and the animals, but I also feel like I'm starting to make more compassionate choices for other people right. <laughs> and yeah. for myself. And it like, yeah, it's really interesting how it kind of, there's a ripple effect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's always mm. different for each person as well. It's always fundamentally the same. But I think that's what's also really fascinating about veganism is that no matter what type of personality or type of person you are, there will be some kind of vegan route for you. And we all start in the same place, but then we all feather out and we all have our own ripple effect on the world that goes from just this place of changing our food choices effectively. So it's quite magical when you start to look at it from all these different perspectives.
0: yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm interested too in kind of like having a little bit of a conversation about this connection between being spiritual and being vegan. Mm, Because like there are a lot of people and I I saw this a lot like before I was even vegetarian, that a lot of people would say that eating meat lowers your vibration and the the best like that you need to pray over it or do some reiki on your meat if you're going to eat it and there's like all of these different kind of views and opinions about the connection between being spiritual and being vegan and I'm curious to know like what your thoughts on that are um well
1: I've kind of had one key thought of just not judging anyone where they are on their journey when it comes to their spirituality when it comes to what they eat so the whole thing about gentle activism which is what I'm all about really is meeting people where they are I feel like fundamentally everyone whether or not they kind of bulk at the idea of veganism everyone fundamentally generally loves animals and they'll say I'm an animal lover you know I really really um I'm all for peace so they don't actually realize that they're partaking in something that goes against what they truly feel they believe so it's not I don't actually think it's their fault I never blame them I never hold like a real resentment towards them because of what looks like hypocrisy hypocrisy from my point of view I just observe it and think okay this person's on this spiritual path they love animals they believe in peace they're meditating and praying for peace and for all these great things but at the same time they are contributing to a lot of suffering towards animals And that's not me saying that in a judgmental way. That's just an observation of the truth. Mm. So I will just think, okay, well, how can, if I'm to try and have any positive impact here from a vegan point of view, not trying to convert them, just trying to align them more to what they say they truly believe, because let's face it, we're brought up in a world that teaches us that animals are meat, really. We go to the supermarket, we see it everywhere. Why would we think to question that straight off? We wouldn't. It's just what we're shown and how we're taught generally. So I like to then look at that person's compassion and talk to them about how they love these animals and talk to them about the peace and not even really even introduce the vegan aspect. Just play on the compassion and have empathy for where that person might be. And that's not patronizing um, in my eyes. I just see that as like working on the compassion, as you said before, with the ripple effect, ripples out to having compassion for more um, for the planet, which a lot of people will do anyway and will say they do, even if they are eating animals or contributing to animal agriculture, even though that does have a very harmful effect. So it's then looking at gentle, kind education, not shoving it down people's throats, mm. but more just just putting things out there in a very soft way. Um, so what that's like one side of it. The way that I like to look at the whole thing with no judgment and just encourage people in these different ways, and then. Um, kind of going more direct to what you were asking like what do I think about the spirituality and veganism I I do struggle to feel and this is just because I've never eaten meat really I think I had one bite of chicken when I was much younger just to try it (laughs) when I was really (laughs) young and then I just was chewing for about an hour so I was like I don't like this I prefer I'm just grab my broccoli (laughs) yeah yeah I mean part of me does go ah, like can you really be fully spiritual if you're contributing to this pain and again i just like to take a step back and go you know i know my path that's their path they will come to their true um direction and journey with all of this if they're meant to and when they're meant to So I can't really answer your question with a really direct answer. I've kind of danced around the outside of it. Does that make sense though?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does. And I think there, I don't think there really is like a a perfect answer to that. Mm. Um, But I agree so much with with what you were saying. Um, I found one thing that happened for me, like after I'd been vegan for a few months, I kind of got, I got really angry. Like Mm. I got really angry at The fact that not everybody, not
1: everybody was vegan. Oh (laughs) oh my God, like
0: this is so easy. Like it's, and that was actually one thing that surprised me as well is that I thought it was going to be really hard. And part of the reason that I hadn't done it already was because like, I didn't know how to, or Mm. I thought it was going to be difficult and I was never going to be able to go out and eat. And I mean, this is like the best time in history, I think, to be a vegan right now. Yeah. Um, so, especially here in the UK, like, we're very blessed and very lucky that there are, like, little vegan cafes popping up all over the place. But, yeah, it... um it yeah, just I just got into this weird place of just being like so angry, like why can't everybody do this? This is the right thing to do. And I remember talking to my partner, he's like keeps me so grounded. Mm-hmm. I was like totally <laughs> flipping out and I was like, Everyone should be vegan and why can't people just do it? We did it. It's not hard, like why can't everyone just like sort it out and become vegan? And he was like baby, you just became vegan like four months ago. Yeah, It <laughs> was like really <laughs> grounding. It was yeah. really grounding. And it was like, yeah. And then I went through this whole thing of like, how do, what kind of vegan do I want to be? Right. Do I want to be one of these shouty, angry vegans that's just going to like yell at people <laughs> for not being mm-hmm. vegan? Or do I want to be the kind of vegan that like if i'm talking to myself two years ago you know like what would i have wanted someone to say to me
1: yeah i think that's yeah. the only thing we can do as well be the vegan that we wish we had around while we were transitioning
0: yeah
1: some of my friends they loved the really shouty hardcore all of the animal abuse videos that was what turned them so maybe our softer message wouldn't speak to them yeah but then they need to speak their truth so that then the people that respond to them will hear them so i think it the, the movement needs us all to just do what we feel like we needed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. Like there is a place for all of us, whether yeah. you're super shouty and you want to like stand on the podium and with your sign and shout about it, like, awesome. Like we need people yeah. like that. But then we also need people who are just kind of like posting about how happy they feel. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Can I just say, I know this is a real tangent but on the podcast, there's people who are related to Harry Potter and all this stuff. And I know that you are also a Hufflepuff, right? Yes. And so in the Harry Potter episode, we've got in the chickpeeps. Um, we kind of, well, I wasn't actually on that because I'm not anything to do with Harry Potter, but I listened to it a ton of times. And they were relating the different Hogwarts houses to the different types of activism. Oh, that's
0: so funny. Um, I haven't listened to that episode.
1: <laughs> it's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. And the Hufflepuffs are the, what we call the attractivists, which is what we are more about. The Gryffindors are out there standing on the podiums mm-hmm. doing the speaking. The Ravenclaws are all about the facts and the figures and the education. And then the Slytherins are more kind of working really hard, really ambitious, starting all these organisations. So again, it shows like every different... And I think the Hogwarts That's housing so cool. is quite interesting for personality test yes. um, kind of perspective. And yeah, it just shows there's a place for everyone
0: yeah i so i resonate with that so much
1: because that was like that was a big thing that helped me like
0: i was inspired by people sharing like here's vegan mac and cheese and it tastes delicious (laughs) i was like what i can still eat like mac and cheese i can still have pizza like i can still have my pizza and beer nights and be vegan like that was that was (laughs) stuff that actually helped me to transition
1: it makes such a difference. The fact that you can veganize absolutely everything, even these Beyond Burgers, these meaty burgers that taste like meat, apparently, I don't actually yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not totally sure about that. I tried one though, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah? and I didn't, oh, I've never had an actual meat one, so I can't really fairly, yeah. it. But it, everyone that was eating it had tried meat before, and they said, this is actually scarily realistic, and it's amazing that we can still have this and not have yeah. to, you know, um what's the word sacrifice these things that people love to eat anyway so
0: something yeah. it's re- yeah it's such an exciting time there's one thing that i hear people say all the time like there's so every time i say something about being vegan people always respond with like i'm like 95 percent vegan but i can't give up
1: cheese <laughs> oh yeah it's the biggest thing
0: yeah it's so interesting what do you what are your tips for people who are struggling with cheese
1: well, we actually did a whole episode on this and the chickpeeps. And off the back of that, I ended up doing a little challenge with some people to people who were addicted to cheese. I said, let's apparently, apparently there's some studies that say if you cut cheese out completely for four weeks, then you won't start to crave it anymore. Mm. So got a few people, we were in a Facebook group together, a Facebook chat together. And we looked at how they felt about cheese and they were all wanting to give up, even though they didn't think they could do it. And we all just kind of kept accountable. Well, they all kind of kept accountable to each other, trying new cheese recipes, having um, all these different ideas, crowding out cheese with other different things. And at the end, they were like, I feel so much lighter, so much better. My digestion's better. My skin's better. I feel much brighter in myself. I've got more energy and I don't want cheese anymore. The thought of cheese actually makes me feel sick. And I thought, whoa, okay, if all of these self-confessed cheese addicts could... Kind of get over those cravings in just four weeks then I think anyone could if they tried it but uh, I think it is kind of difficult to do it on your own I think it does help to have accountability because it adds a little competitive element and a bit more fun and community and social so I really do believe that that's the way forward for people wanting to give it up but it's it is addictive it's got addictive qualities to it so it's bound to be harder
0: yeah I think that's really like impact well it's sort of empowering <laughs> to know, <laughs> know that it's <laughs> It's not just that you you really like cheese and that you can't be bothered. <laughs> it's not just yeah. like you
1: can't be bothered to give it up. It fires off the same receptors as crack cocaine is wow. what they say. <laughs> What's in the, uh, what you see, um, written about it. So it's not people's fault. That's and it's amazing. comforting. It's so nostalgic for so many people as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that was, that
1: was why, like, when
0: I started to say all this, like, Mac and cheese mm. <laughs> and vegan cheese, and like a vegan slice of vegan cheese on a burger. It made
1: me feel like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I don't need to give up everything. I can have that again and that texture. And yeah. there's so many incredible cheeses out there now. And I know some people are like, oh, they're not that great. They haven't tried them all yet.
0: I would that's love like you it. to share some of your favorite vegan cheese because I have tried, I've tried some that's, that's okay and I've mm. had some that's pretty terrible.
1: It really depends on what kind of cheese you liked before and also how you're, if you're cooking it, if you're just having it on bread or something. I actually tried an amazing cheese by a company, and I think they're from London, called I Am Nut Okay. And it's got this really gothic theme to it. It's quite emo. I really like it. And they've got this, I think it's like paprika cheese. It's so good. I really recommend people try that. I think it's made of cashews. Mm. There's also New Roots. That these are all really small batch ones rather than ones that you'd find in all the supermarkets. New Roots yeah. is really lovely. America has Miyoko's cheese. Hers are insane artisan cheeses. They're unreal. They're, they're beautiful. They're not trying to be a real um, copy um, of dairy cheese. They're something new. They're slightly different texture, but they're stunning, such lovely flavors. And she actually has a lot of non-vegan customers because they love it so much. So yeah. I think volumes. Some people are funny about via life, via life. I don't know how it's pronounced. The one that you can get in most of the supermarkets. Mm-hmm. If you melt that down into a mac and cheese, it's really good.
0: Yeah, I tried so. I've, I've tried that on a few things, and I had it in a wrap with salad, and it was really tasty. But mm. eating it on its own was kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it's a bit like plasticky cheese. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is just in a saucepan, warm up a little bit of coconut oil and then um, grate in some of the via life. Maybe add in a spoonful of any of the cream cheeses you can get, any of the ones from Tesco or Sainsbury's or any of those big supermarkets tend to do a vegan cream cheese now. And then add in a little bit of any milk, hemp milk or something, nutritional yeast, and then just mix it all together and you get the creamiest and most amazing mac and cheese sauce. And it's so simple. It's, I might actually go and make that for dinner. <laughs> it made me really hungry thinking about it.
0: That sounds so good. And
1: there's a really good nacho cheese recipe um, that I think uses tapioca starch. You know that really stringy cheese? Yeah. With nachos and pizza. Mm. You can make a version of that um, using this tapioca stuff. It gives it that texture. So that sounds amazing. <laughs> I think America I'm- are really lucky with the cheeses they have they have more variety than here yeah we don't have well i
0: mean we we do have quite a lot really but yeah i can imagine the u.s has more
1: <laughs> yeah i think they're the front runners on the cheese market also yeah. mozzarella Rosella, that's available in quite a lot of places now Rizella Yeah, the, um,
0: i don't know what they put on the pizza express pizza but that is incredible
1: oh i know that one of them whether it's zizi or pizza express uses that Hmm. it yeah.
0: might be that yeah. Good stuff. Really good. Like me and me and my partner go there all the time. I oh, do. It's like <laughs> our thing to do now. We just go out for vegan pizza at Pizza mm. Express, but it's so good. Like you don't, you don't eat it thinking, ah, oh, this is vegan. No, right, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just pizza. It's just really good pizza. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> So why, here's, here's, a, here's an interesting question. Why do you think that veganism is suddenly going like mainstream?
1: Well, I personally think that part of it is, well, I don't know how kind of, it's not, it's not weird to say this, but I feel like we are returning to a time where um, a place that a lot of souls have been in the past where there was a lot more peace mm-hmm. uh, when it came to, animals and when it came to the planet and looking after the planet I feel like we're returning to that time and so just the timelines are now all serving and moving in that direction have you looked into that kind of thing is that your school of thought at the moment um yeah I have a little bit yeah okay yeah this has just been a feeling and then I've started to see lots of people writing about it Mm. um but also our planet is (laughs) not really in the best shape right now and do we have a (laughs) choice yeah (laughs) I don't think we really do. So I think a lot of people are wising up to this and we're just having to, as well as it is a bit of a trend and trends do have these big waves, but it's not a trend that's going to go anytime soon. It's only going to grow. And I think there's just so many reasons people are becoming more connected to themselves more than ever. Social media is used in all these different ways and there's so many more innovations coming up more than ever. I just feel so lucky to be alive at this time where we're actually seeing that our actions now can have a huge positive impact on the earth in years to come because veganism really isn't just about the animals. It's not just about our health. It's about the planet and it's about humans as well. It's such a huge part of it. It's about humanity and the food that we are taking away from people that's being fed to animals to feed people in the West. So there's yeah. just so many reasons why. Have you had any kind of big, eureka moments when it comes to why it's becoming so big
0: um yeah I totally agree with you I feel like there is definitely um I feel like it's I feel like it's the awakening Mm. because everyone talks about the spiritual awakening yeah like it's a spiritual thing and that once a certain number of us are spiritually awakened (laughs) like we'll be back on track and like you know we can go to the next the next chapter where things are better and brighter right but what i think is really interesting is that there's a lot of people who are becoming vegan or making making other choices like um being a part of like the zero waste movement or the less waste mm-hmm. movement zero waste is like we can do another episode <laughs> do another yeah episode oh that. <laughs> um but you know just like being more conscious about like what we're consuming and what we're buying and how we're moving mm-hmm the world like i see so many people making these decisions who are not spiritual at all right and so while there's many of us who are kind of like oh the spiritual awakening is happening there's people outside who are like they're already doing it you know they're already living really consciously and a lot of the time they're living more consciously than we are oh my god yeah Um, agreed they're they're (laughs) making all of these like really good choices for the planet and we're kind of like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and work on myself. Yeah. And I, like, no disrespect to that because working, working on myself has changed my whole life. Mm. And it does change your life when you work on yourself. But we also need to be kind of working on Gaia yeah. <laughs> and helping her out too um, in the ways that we're feeling called to. Definitely. But I see, I see a lot of people kind of asking Oh Gaia, what do you like? How can I be of service to you? How can I be of service to humanity? How can I be of service to um, to this planet? And then, mm-hmm. and then we're surprised when we get the call to go vegan or yeah. veggie or you know start being really conscious of what we're what we're consuming. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do I do really feel like we are aware on some level, whether it's. That we're spiritually aware of it, or whether we are just kind of aware of it subconsciously. I feel like many of us are having that awakening, and we're realizing we can't keep living this way.
1: No, it's just not sustainable.
0: Like the planet is not gonna be happy if we keep doing this.
1: Not at all. And, and we're not um... be happy. No, like, we're, all, we're all dying as
0: well. <laughs> like, it's not just about about the earth that we stand on. It's like we are. like We, we are, are
1: nature. Yeah. Did you watch Before the Flood, the Leonardo DiCaprio documentary? No, I didn't. It's definitely worth Before a watch. Do. It, does, it is shocking and you're already doing all the things you need to be doing, but it definitely does give you a wake-up call. So if anyone hasn't watched that yet and kind of wants to get more to grips with what's going on with the planet, I'd recommend watching it for sure, 100%. And then watching Cowspiracy. <laughs> yeah. can make your impact easily. Yeah. It doesn't even have, like, there's a, there are a few people at the moment saying, and these are vegan people who are maybe verging more on the militant side. And I'm trying not to say militant too much because people who are just really passionate about veganism are the ones just wanting to create the positive change. But people who are maybe going about it in a way that causes a bit of aggression are saying it's not enough to be vegan you have to be an activist you have to be out there at the vigils at the slaughterhouses and you have to do this I'm like whoa 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 like some people are just figuring out how to go vegan (laughs) some people are still like
0: weaning off cheese (laughs)
1: yeah exactly they're still (laughs) desperately trying to get off the cheddar. you can't just expect them to roll up to a a house yet yeah it's not right it's really not right I think everybody's pace that they go at is perfect and Mm. anyone who's again who's listening to this and thinking i'm trying to go vegan oh i'm not doing it fast enough just drop the pressure no one's judging you no one's pressurizing you it's your journey and if that's what you're wanting you'll go to it in the, the perfect timing for you as we talk about divine timing with everything it applies to veganism just as much don't you think yeah
0: i do and i think that it has to like the decision has to come from within yeah you can't make the decision because somebody yelled at you in the street (laughs) or uh, I had a I had a really angry aggressive comment on my YouTube the other day Oh, yeah it was this really old video that I, I made it like five years ago well four years ago and it was like an unboxing for some deck and there was a picture of bottle of milk or something in one of the pictures and i said in the unboxing i said something about making sure you know where your dairy comes from because that's where i was at at the time yeah and i got this like really angry (laughs) really angry response that basically just said everybody should be vegan um, you don't know anything, like it was really harsh. Like, who's that helping? Yeah, and I wrote back and I said, You know what? Since I made this video, I have actually made the decision to be yeah. vegan, and I like I understand that you're angry at what's going on in the world, I'm angry too. But these comments do nothing for they do no. nothing for the cause. They don't make anybody want to be vegan.
1: It just <laughs> perpetuates that angry vegan stereotype yeah. that actually puts people off being vegan. Exactly. I wish people would understand that. But like, kind of linked to what you just said, I'm part of a um, like a language exchange group because I'm half Japanese and I'm trying to brush up on my Japanese a bit because I want to do some activism out there. And they. One person on there, it's like a Facebook feed. They posted pictures at a Japanese version of SeaWorld with all these dolphins jumping in the air and doing all these tricks. And that's something I'm just so, I'm so about wild and free when it comes to animals in the sea. I don't even want to say I'm against SeaWorld. I just want to say I'm for these animals being free and being liberated. And I started typing it was, it was like something came over me. Do you not even know what these animals go through that for you to just enjoy that? And I had to stop myself and go, whoa, 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 this person would not have gone if they had known this. Mm-hmm. I've been to a dolphin show in Japan in the past when I was younger and I had no idea and I enjoyed it. Stop and breathe and have some compassion. Realize that you were in that position and form a better argument here or a better point of view. And Japanese people... On the whole, this isn't me being judgmental towards them or stereotyping them. On the whole, they don't have quite as many animal rights, kind of laws and values as we do in England. It's just a fact. So I was quite wary about how I approached this. So instead, I I just went, I'm really glad you had such a good time. It'd be great if you wanted to research a little bit about where these dolphins come from. It's really not pretty, you know, how they're taken from the wild and brought to these parks. And I just thought you'd like to know. And I felt really good about that. And I was like, okay, that's calm. That's kind. Because we never want to compromise our kindness. Because yes, we're being kind to the animals, but we still have to be kind to humans as well. Yes. and <laughs> Which some people forget. Mm. Um, and then he actually replied and said, oh, I, I had no idea. And I'm really glad you told me. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I said something. Instead of, I could have just not. And I thought that one of the things I thought was doing, oh, I'm not even going to bother because he's not going to listen. And then... When you just give yourself that breathing space and go in with kindness and some kind of education, people really respond to it. And often they'll change part of where they're going with their path because of a kind comment rather than an angry one.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. And it's not about not saying anything. It's about saying something but doing it in a way that's more of the education. And, like, Mm. did you know that this is happening Um, rather than... (laughs) I can't believe that I'm so disappointed in you. I always get those messages.
1: Like <laughs> so oh, who do people what think they me? are though <laughs> when they say that? Like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I did. And that's something that I, um, that I've struggled with a lot. And it's part of the reason that I really wanted to make this podcast episode because I found it really difficult to feel like it's okay to talk about my vegan story and my vegan journey without, coming across as the preachy uh, vegan. Yeah, the preachy angry <laughs> vegan. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just
0: upsetting people. Like that mm. is not something that I ever want to do. But I did yeah. notice uh it was probably about a week ago now, I was I was shopping for some pillows and oh I couldn't find any pillow that wasn't made from from down. Right. And I was just feeling really like I was feeling really down. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a I took a picture and I shared it to my Instagram stories because there was like this feather that was like um, this label in it that said luxury, Mm. uh, luxury feathers or something. And I shared it and I was like, there's nothing luxury about, (laughs) about, Mm. um, you know, animal cruelty or something. And then I posted the next picture was like some information that I had found on the internet about where the feathers come from. Right. And I had two people message me who said I had no idea that this was happening thanks for telling me I'm going to change the way that I shop and I'm not going to buy anything made of down ever again.
1: Oh, brilliant. People just don't know
0: until they know. People don't know. And like, I didn't know. I have, Mm. I have cushions that have feathers in them in my house (laughs) because I bought them before I, before I knew, like I, it wasn't like I didn't know, but I didn't understand. Like I didn't have that conscious connection to these have been taken from (laughs) from animals in not a very nice way
1: even with wool and it's just strange when you take that step back and think why are these animal skins being labeled why is that luxury to have an animal skin it just seems very strange when you look at it like that but even wool some of the ways that the animals get treated well the sheep get treated is so sad,
0: and people don't know. People think that the sheep is just in the field and it yeah, gets shorn, sheep are a happy
1: little... and
0: <laughs> we take its wool and it grows back. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how it goes.
1: And for anybody who wants to kind of educate themselves on that kind of stuff, if you go on the Peter website, they often have a lot of footage that you can view, or anything to do with uggs Before I know that there was a lot of. Um, a lot of videos going around showing how UGs were made and how the sheep were treated. I mean, it is difficult to watch, but if you know that it's something you want to make changes with, you kind of sometimes have to face that reality and then it helps you to make the change. I do have to say one thing. If anybody is struggling to go vegan, go and hang out with some animals. Just go and hang out with some rescued cows and pigs and connect with them. I think that's one of the most powerful and strongest ways for somebody to, as we say, make the connection, but for good. I yeah. Really
0: feel that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I have such a connection with sheep, and I don't know what oh. like where that came from, but yeah, I nice. think yeah, I think they're talking to me. No. <laughs> they're on my team. Every, yeah. time see, every time I see sheep, I just feel like oh, they're
1: my oh you, at Green Park in London. There's a little city farm area where they have some sheep and sometimes have a a female cow called Dexter, which is funny. Hmm. And one of the sheep's famous. She's been in all these different films and stuff. Oh, wow. (laughs) So funny. But one thing that really struck me when I was just hanging out with them, um, they had somebody looking after them there, um, this guy. And as soon as he went off to grab something, you know how a dog, when they see their owner go off, like when you leave them in the car or whatever it might be, obviously the car with windows open and all that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um their ears are alert and they're shocked and they're like where are they and they're like looking around with their eyes going, where's my owner where's my owner when that happened the sheep had the exact same reaction as a dog and I just thought I wish people who have a dog and who love their dog who eat lamb or anything to do with a, a sheep could just see this and could just realize how similar they are they're not just some animal that's that doesn't feel pain or anything like that. They've got all of these sensitivities just like our pets have. So I would just really, I wish there was a way that I could somehow illustrate this to people. Um, But I think it's happening more and more, isn't it? On all these videos that do the rounds, you can see how these animals have personalities and they just want to be loved (laughs) just like our pets do. Yeah.
0: I remember there was one video. It was, it's not a nice video, but there was the video that went around um, with the, the baby the calf who was taken away from its mother oh, yeah. and the mother runs down the road after the car yeah like that really
1: <laughs> it's just harrowing yeah and I a know. lot of people stop exactly. drinking dairy when they see those mm-hmm. a lot yeah because every mother can relate to that mm-hmm. i think we can relate to animals so much more than we give ourselves credit for we yeah. actually uh, on the Peeps podcast we had ollie wilde she's amazing she works with all animal energies and spirit animals so that was a really spiritual episode actually and um she was just talking about how we relate to different animals and how um animals have all different medicine for us so the sheep that you connect with will have different medicine for you and one thing that was that's really stuck with me and you know if you ever still kind of spin out into those moments of being angry or upset at seeing this kind of footage a really nice thing as part of your self-care with that is just thinking to yourself, um, what's her little saying? It's so beautifully put. When an animal is the cause of your pain, let an animal be the, the, the cure with their joy. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you feel upset watching one of those videos, go straight to a funny animal video yeah. and let the animal be the cure, like an animal be the cure for that suffering and pain that you're feeling mm-hmm. to bring you back into a good space.
0: Yeah, I have to admit that because I'm, because I'm highly sensitive, I do really struggle with, uh, watching anything that is, that, sh- that shows like what's really, what's really going on. Yeah, And I kind of, I kind of struggle sometimes cause I feel like if I'm going to talk about being a vegan and I'm going to try to help other people transition, like I need to be aware of what's going on but then i also think well i've already like i've already made the decision to just be mm. vegan so do i really have to watch it i tried to watch the preview for dominion
1: oh i couldn't even go to watch I, that i couldn't, I couldn't even get through before.
0: the preview i i watched about 35 seconds of it
1: mm.
0: and then i had to turn off
1: because oh, i knew no. i was
0: going to be like in a heap for a week
1: I don't think everyone has to watch those, if I'm mm. completely honest. I'm probably biased because I find them so challenging. Yeah. But what somebody said, and I can't... Oh, yeah, I think my... Um, Evie, who started the podcast, The Chick she did a speech at the London Animal Rights March. And when she went to Dominion, she went with one of her friends, and she was finding it really hard to watch. And she was like, how could you watch this, to her friend, because he didn't even flinch. And he said, because those animals deserve to be seen. Mm. And then I was like, oh, God that's so true but at the same time we do have to look after ourselves and if we're already creating positive change in our lives and maybe spreading it to others having our own ripple effect if it's going to damage our mental health and our balance it's it's not going to help us so I don't think we should ever feel like we need to because we can still make a positive change without it
0: is yeah I and I think it's it's problematic when <laughs> when you're when you're eating meat and you're not aware of the issues but you're refusing to (laughs) but you're refusing to educate yourself at all like you're just closing your eyes to everything I think that's um yeah I think that can be a little bit problematic but yeah
1: totally yeah but
0: like you said everyone's got to get there in their own way
1: yeah absolutely
0: and yeah sometimes those documentaries are not the way for everyone
1: no (laughs) definitely not especially us Hufflepuffs
0: no. Yeah. So check your, check your Hogwarts house and then, yeah. <laughs> and then work out what's best for you. Do you just need to follow some vegans on Instagram? Maybe that's the best way for yeah, you. Yes. <laughs> um, I so say a couple of last questions for you. I'm curious about what your top tips are for transitioning for people who are, for people who want to transition to being vegan or for people who even just want to transition into eating less meat. And less animal products.
1: Well, I'm a big believer in the crowd out method, which is bringing in so many new, exciting foods that you just start to crowd out the old things that you were eating and didn't feel good about, or wanting to give up anyway. So start to make it an adventure. Change your whole perspective around, and maybe make a list of. I'm such a list person, but maybe make a list of all the things that um, you're eating right now. And things that you've seen on Pinterest boards or create a Pinterest board of all these exciting new foods that you keep seeing. And make a little schedule for yourself. Um, Maybe every Monday I'll try like jackfruit one week. The next week I might try making chickpea tofu. And just start to change your perspective on it being a lot of sacrifice. Mm. Oh, it's so hard. Just be resourceful with yourself. and Maybe have a little talking to yourself as well. And think, you know, lots of people are doing this. Lots of people are feeling good. It's fun, it's exciting. I get to try so many more foods and you'll start to be more creative with it. And you'll realize there's so many amazing things that are out there that you just haven't been eating yet. And then they're likely to become your new favorite foods. So don't think too much of, I can't have this, I can't have that. If you're in transitioning and you still need your milk and your tea, or you still need your cheese sandwich every Friday lunch, whatever it might be, allow yourself to still have that first, but keep bringing in new dishes. Um, another thing I would say is if you want to join the Facebook group uh, that I run. And yes, yes. You know, it's, I it's love not your group. Oh, thank you. I'm it's not amazing. trying to make it into anything. I'm not like join my group so that I can make money from you or anything like that. It's literally just because community, I think, is so key. Lots of people don't have many people around them when it comes to um, going vegan. That Sometimes they do, but quite often they're on their own or they might live somewhere remote and they want more friends, and they want more tips and ideas. So we do watch parties every now and then in the group. So you might watch a vegan documentary, like um, something that's not too heavy usually, or some vegan talks or some vegan recipes. People get to chat. I'll sometimes post up what I've eaten today threads. So if you're thinking, what on earth am I going to eat as a vegan? I have no idea. Go in that group and you'll see everybody's recipes and their food. It's just really helpful to have an extra bit of support. And people have really started posting their vegan wins in there a lot. (laughs) Nearly every day. Someone's like, vegan win of the day. This (laughs) happened. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly what this community is for.
0: It's great. It's such a, like, it's such a positive group because there's been some vegan communities I've kind of tried to be a part of, but Mm -hmm. they have been like, it's like with everything on, on Facebook, like sometimes it's just becomes like a rant fest, you know, all of the things that are wrong and all the things that are going wrong, but it feels like such a positive place.
1: Well, that was the main intention for starting mm. that group because um, I felt the same when I was just trying to get more into the vegan communities. I thought, why is everyone so angry at each other? Everyone's so mean. What's going on here? So I thought, I'm going to start a group. I'm really going to protect the energy and the integrity of the group. And I think Facebook groups, as you all know from your one, they take a bit of energy management. Mm. So I always like, have crystals laid out for the energy of the group and a lot of intention processes for the energy of it just keep it light sometimes it goes a bit off <laughs> and I have to moderate it a bit but it tends to be really positive and just no judgment whatsoever if mm-hmm. someone says I accidentally had something like chocolate no one's like oh my god you're a bad person like they are in the other groups are like that's totally fine you know we can just redirect you back to where you want to be for your own self so if not Facebook then community find them have them around you they are what will keep you going um what else do I say get yourself educated so that you know how to speak about it if Mm -hmm. you ever get challenged or if people ask you uh I really like um there's a book called how not to die by Dr. Greger, and he's awesome it's even got guidelines there on the you know having optimum health as a vegan and there's guidelines like the daily dozen that you can eat um you can eat by his guidelines and I feel amazing whenever I do that It's so good. So I recommend his book. There's just so many things out there now. It depends on the person's personality too. There's so many YouTube videos. Just start absorbing um, lots of this information when it comes to veganism. Follow lots of people on Instagram, lots of positive people. And I think again, the main thing is also being prepared. If you're in an area where there aren't many vegan options for you, Make sure when you go out, you've got something in your bag just in case. Because sometimes that's when people get the most, um, when they let themselves get tripped up. It's when they just haven't been prepared about something. And that's so easy to to limit that yourself. Just thinking of other things that really helped me. I think it was mainly community, to be honest. Mm. And crowding out and just trying all the good stuff and seeing it as fun. Yeah, Yeah, seeing it as a creative adventure more than anything kind looking forward to all the great things that come from it
0: yeah I think one one thing that really helped me just kind of in the first probably like the first month where I felt really worried that I was going to be hungry and
1: I was like oh, wow, yeah I wasn't gonna be able to
0: eat anything I we kind of started by just swapping like we ate everything that we used to eat but we swapped uh, we swapped eggs for like tofu and we swapped, um, we swapped other things that we were eating cause we were eating cause we're already vegetarian, but we we're eating yeah. like, um, corn that was made with egg. Like we swapped yeah. that out for like chickpeas. Wow. So, and cheese we swapped for vegan cheese or we swapped cheese with hummus. Mm. Like we started eating loads of hummus and loads of
1: peanut butter oh,
0: and <laughs> so yeah. everything and life is okay. <laughs>
1: That's actually a really good tip because it's so practical for people. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so it's practical. like if you love chicken saute, you don't have to learn a whole new recipe, just swap the chicken for tofu yeah. or whatever, you know, whatever sort of other alternative you, you want. But I found that was really easy because we didn't have to suddenly create this whole new plan of like everything that we were going to eat. And now we've discovered loads of amazing new vegan recipes. So we don't, we do eat differently now, but that was kind of the first, the first step. And we did that when we were transitioning from uh, pescatarian to vegetarian, we did the same thing. Like we just took out the fish from what we normally had and put something else in it instead.
1: Okay. Yeah. Have you got any favorite vegan ingredients that you kind of have as staples? Peanut butter
0: and <laughs> everything. In everything. But there's like a saute sauce that I make. I'm probably making it tonight actually that I just put on everything tonight. We're having, we have, we had a roast last night and nut roast, mm. which was incredible. Yeah. Um, and we've got leftover sweet potatoes. So I'm making a Buddha bowl. Oh, yum. With rice, sweet potato, salad, and I'm going to make a peanut sauce. It's peanut butter, lime juice, maple syrup, um, what else is in it?
1: Sesame oil, uh, a little bit of chili. I'm actually going to go and make this as well. That's kind of it. Like, that's (laughs) kind of it.
0: It's sort of, it's roughly loosely based on one from uh Bosch? minimus baker
1: oh minimus baker. yeah she's Yeah, beer, so. i've
0: sort of changed it i just throw in whatever mm-hmm. now <laughs> but it's so good like it's yeah it's just really tasty so we eat we eat
1: that a lot oh yeah um, everybody loves that sauce i swear as well don't they such do a winner you sauce yum
0: yeah so good that's one of my that's one of my faves i'm trying to think if there's anything else that's kind of
1: Are you like team nooch? Do you like nutritional yeast?
0: Yes, I I actually had a craving for it the other day. I was like, this is new. (laughs) I'm addicted to nutritional yeast.
1: I wonder if it was because of the B12 content. Oh yeah. Maybe you need a bit of B twelve in your life. That's one thing. We had the guy who founded vegan.com. Um and he on the podcast and he said, make sure you take your B twelve. All vegans take your B twelve. Yeah. So that's another little thing. And it's um, in, I believe be it's
0: in Marmite as well. It is, yeah. He just said
1: just make sure, like, because you can't always be sure you'll get it from food, so just make sure you take a supplement just mm-hmm. to be sure, because it can lead to, um, like, cognitive stuff if you don't take it. Mm-hmm. So it's just good it to just down. have that. Yeah. And that's the only thing that people really say that you need is a vegan, which is pretty good going. Yeah. Yeah. It's all wow. cool.
0: This has been amazing. I'm so, <laughs> I'm, glad so you, fun. I'm so glad that you came that you came on the show and that you uh helped me to start talking about being vegan for the first oh. time like officially for the first good. time um could you please tell everybody where they can find you uh what you do all of that good stuff
1: yeah sure so with the chickpeeps podcast you can find us at okay instagram at chickpeeps pod Instagram at pod, And then on Facebook, maybe if you just type in the chickpeaks will come up on my own personal stuff. Um, the Facebook group, if you type in glow vegan community, you will find the support group. And then when it comes to crystals and little bits of vegan things in between and lots of pictures of the sea, um, that is on Instagram, o underscore momoko. So that's pretty much everything. I'm also a regional rep for anybody who's interested in ocean conservation. Um, for Surface Against Sewage, who are an incredible organisation who are always working so hard to protect our UK coastlines. So I really recommend looking at them as well.
0: Amazing. And I will put all of those links in the show notes as well. So yes. people can find them really easily. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. Um, this was awesome.
1: <laughs> I literally just forgot we were even on a podcast because we were just <laughs> chatting and like laughing about vegan food. Yay! <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like, what's your favorite? I like this. Yeah. <laughs> we should, um, we definitely need to meet up and have some vegan food. I know
1: we yeah. do 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we'll make a video or something for. Yes,
1: for sure. Yeah. Sounds yeah. fab. Thank Yay. you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> You're so welcome. And thank you everyone for listening. Please be sure to check out the show notes for all of the links. So, everything that we talked about today, I will put the links in the show notes. And I will see you next time you've been listening to new age hipster radio for more good vibes and spiritual goodness head to newagehipster.co thanks for listening and peace out